Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we have two stories about sex and the internet. So if there are any young children around, you might want to hit stop now. Since we all began sheltering in place, lonely singles and bored couples alike have had to find new ways to amuse themselves. Consequently, sales of sex toys have skyrocketed. Lindsay Goldwert, the author of Bow Down, Lessons from Dominatrixes on How to Get Everything You Want, recently rounded up the best tech for getting off for InputMag.com. Here she is reading an excerpt from her piece. Coronavirus has driven us indoors, starved us of human contact, and filled us with existential anxiety. The days of imagining what it would be like to get laid during the zombie apocalypse seems more like everyday life instead of comic book horror fantasy. And yet, the human spirit triumphs. Not surprisingly, in addition to stocking up on toilet paper, Lysol, and canned tomatoes, many Americans are upgrading their sex toys. Thank you for joining me, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You have some great suggestions for sex toys for the self-isolated. How did you determine your picks? I got in touch with Love Honey and with Adam and Eve, and they're they're pretty big guns in the industry. And I asked them, uh, what has been selling? What are your top sellers since you know mid-February? Let's begin with female pleasure. What toys would you recommend for a solo woman? Well, it really depends what you like. One of the issues that I talked about in my book was that there's not one toy for everybody. You know, we're all marketed so much stuff that's supposed to be aimed at female pleasure. So it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of toys are expensive. So it can feel intimidating to try something and not like it um, and then feel like none of it's for you. If you're alone, I think it's best to try a few things. The good news is that there's a lot of things on sale right now because uh, there's just a lot of things going out the door. So I would look for some other recommendations online. Everything I recommended on the site, I did a lot of research and I read a lot of the comments and they got pretty good reviews. I would say, think about what you like. Do you like things that have clitoral stimulation? Do you like things that have G-spot stimulation? Like, are you not sure? Give something else a try and just be patient. If it's not for you, there's, there's something else out there for you. How about for a solo man? It's really funny. A lot of men will say out loud, like, I don't know anything about that. I don't, I don't use those sort of things, but uh, the numbers say that they do. I don't think that men need sex toys. I'm pretty happy with masturbating. I think women maybe have more specific needs sexually than men do. For me, you know, I can like bump into a table and have an orgasm. Dicks aren't complicated. Uh, so they recommended um, a few things. There's a lot of lower cost things that can provide new stimulation. You know, you just need a little bit of lubricant and some time to yourself. But yeah, there's a lot more options for men. A lot of guys think the only thing out there is the fleshlight, which is sort of this famous sex toy for men that's molded um, into the shape of uh, parts of a woman's body. Oh, okay. I, I get it now. For those lucky enough to be locked down with their lover, what do you recommend? Okay, so if you are locked down with a partner, it's hard, right? Like it's you are with the person you love, ideally, <laughs> but you're together like all the time. So it's hard to keep things intimate when you're just cooking with them and watching TV with them and taking care of the kids with them. So a lot of these sex toy companies, they keep a sexologist or a sex education expert on their team to give advice, which I think is really lovely. A lot of them suggest just trying something really different. They said that there were a lot of people were starting to buy kind of beginner kink products, you know, like beginner BDSM stuff. Nothing too scary. You don't have to, you know, wade into anything that feels too outside of your comfort zone. It's a pleasure swing, not a sex net. 
that's the sex net, get that out of the box and attach it to the ceiling. But it's a really fun time to sort of pretend to be somebody else for a while. You know, we're already way too in touch <laughs> with ourselves in some ways. You know, looking at ourselves in the mirror and on Zoom every day. So it could be a fun chance to switch things up, play with power a little bit. Another thing that they thought was fun is the more remote sex toys, which uh, one person controls it via the app. So you, your partner could be in another room and you can control you know, the vibrations and all those things. And um, it could be a toy for the guy to wear. It could be a toy for the woman to wear. What are you doing? I'm looking for the remote. What remote? For the, oh, the underwear. What, you're wearing them now. No. Wow. Oh, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> The only issue which a lot of people talked about was you have to have really good Wi-Fi, which to me is so unerotic to have your Wi-Fi go out while you're having um, an erotic encounter. <laughs> but I think that's the issue when sex toys get too high tech. You can follow Lindsay on Twitter at Lindsay Goldwert. Now on to today's second story. With most porn shoots halted due to the coronavirus pandemic, many adult stars are trying to get into camming or performing live via webcam. But it's not as easy as it looks. It's hyper-competitive and emotionally draining work. Jessica Klein recently wrote about this phenomena for InputMag.com. Here she is reading an excerpt. Former Boy Meets World star Maitland Ward, who only started working in the adult industry last year, says she's seen steadiness or even a little bit of an uptick in her income from her OnlyFans account and Patreon since the beginning of the outbreak. Ward has been sharing some solo pandemic-related content. Every week, she says, I read an erotic bedtime story for my fans on my premium platforms. And this week was love in the time of corona. The story centered on roommates who were quarantined together and end up falling in love. Naturally, a lot of quote-unquote hot sex ensues. Hi. Hi. I'm a delivery man, and I have some cream for you. Wow, that cream looks heavy. You must be strong. I work out. Thank you for joining me, Jess. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm happy to. It's the most social interaction I've had all week. So how has the coronavirus pandemic affected the porn industry? So basically, porn shoots were canceled. There was a voluntary hold put on productions because of the coronavirus. Meanwhile, there also happened to simultaneously be a mandatory hold on productions in the middle of March, around when the coronavirus outbreak really hit the U.S. hard because of issues with a testing facility that handles porn performers' test results for STDs. So a lot of people I spoke to at the moment told me how they were kind of used to holds in production. This is obviously different because now it's going on for a lot longer. So because I can't do in-person shoots, a lot of people are turning to camming and other virtual ways to make money in the industry. Yeah. As you write in your piece, a lot of porn stars are now transitioning over to camming, which is performing via webcam, but they seem to be running into problems. Yeah. I think it's maybe less running into problems and more that it's just an entirely different job. I mean, you go to a porn shoot, you get like one check usually 
for performing. You know, you have direction, you're in a room with other performers, directors, everything. But camming, I mean, that's something you have to really be motivated to do by yourself. And it's a lot of time and effort you have to put into it. I mean, you have to have sort of a whole setup with lighting. You have to have a good webcam. You just have to have the enthusiasm to be motivated to be by yourself <laughs> performing for people you can't see for sustained periods of time. What are the biggest misconceptions about camming? I mean, one I know is that people think it's easy money. Yeah, that's really it. People do think it's easy money that you could just sort of log on and I don't know, just take your top off and all of a sudden the money comes rolling in. <laughs> that's that's not necessarily how it works. You know, it takes a lot of work to build up a fan base and recurring followers. So that's a lot of time spent on social media. It's a lot of marketing work. You have to know lighting and everything. It's, it's many jobs rolled into one. You're your own producer. What are you hearing from porn stars who've been camming during all of this? I spoke to a woman named Spencer Bradley who'd just sort of been starting out in porn. She'd been working in the industry as a stripper and doing some stuff online, but she just like was really picking up momentum doing um, in-person shoots over the summer. So she kind of like felt like she hit a brick wall once the outbreak really came here. She was nervous about transitioning to camming. It's not something she really likes to do. She found it to be pretty emotionally draining and she just really likes doing in-person shoots <laughs> with other people and she likes the reliability of that sort of check you get for just doing one shoot. But I caught up with her recently and she was saying that she's kind of getting into camming. She's finding it a little bit more enjoyable and is doing a little bit better than she thought, but it's still, it's not the same kind of reliable income and she's not making as much as she was before. You also talked to some industry folks in your piece. What are they thinking as far as what's going to happen in the world of camming as more people pour in? Is the field going to be oversaturated? Yeah, I think the field already was oversaturated. During this pandemic, we've had such an influx of people coming onto campsites. There are like new guys and new girls popping up every single day. So there's way more people watching, but there's also way more performers. That's becoming a big downside is the flooding of the market. Such a flood coming in to people wanting to do adult work and stuff like that because they think it's easy and it's not. I spoke to one performer who she'd been camming for, I think, about seven years and now does sort of more porn shoots than camming. But she was saying that seven years ago she could show up on on whatever web camming platform she used and just be like, set a goal amount. Like, I want to make $200 today. And she just cam for a few hours until she made that amount of money and then she'd stop. Now, she says, even before coronavirus, it's not like that. There are just so many people camming now that it's more like you have to set up an amount of time to cam and then hope you make as much money as possible in that time, it's a lot harder to hit a monetary goal in a short amount of time. And then while there are also more people watching and more people flocking to these campsites now that we're all stuck at home, there are also a lot of people who their income has been cut into. So they're watching, but they're not tipping or they're not tipping a lot. Some performers have told me that people like their regular fans and stuff will even apologize and be like, hey, I'm sorry, I wish I could tip you more right now, but I can't. So here's here's this, here's what I have. Say somebody out there is listening and still even after listening to you, isn't discouraged from this. They say, I want to start to camp. What would your advice be to them? Yeah, I don't mean to be discouraging. <laughs> I think a lot of people who are doing it are, you know, they're doing it well. It's just, I think the main advice is you have to treat it like it's your full-time job. The work goes beyond just showing up on camera. You can follow Jessica on Twitter at Admin Klein, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of tech and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. 
New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on whichever podcast app you use. Thank you for listening.